Section 7 of India, Persia, Mesopotamia, and Palestine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World's Story, Volume 2, India, Persia, Mesopotamia, and Palestine, edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 7 the life of buddha born between 562 and 552 bc died between 482 and 472 bc by sir william wilson hunter gautama afterwards named buddha the enlightened was the only son of the king of Kapilavastu. The king wished to see his son grow up into a warrior like himself, but the young prince shunned the sports of his playmates and spent his time alone in nooks of the palace garden. When he reached manhood, however, he showed himself brave and skillful with his weapons. He won his wife by a contest at arms over all rival chiefs. For a time he forgot the religious thoughts of his boyhood in the enjoyment of the world. But in his drives through the city he was struck by the sights of old age, disease, and death, which met his eye, and he envied the calm of a holy man, who seemed to have raised his soul above the changes and sorrows of his life. After ten years his wife bore him an only son, and Gautama, fearing lest this new tie should bind him too closely to the things of earth, retired about the age of thirty to a cave in the jungles. The story is told how he turned away from the door of his wife's lamplit chamber, denying himself even a parting caress of his newborn babe, lest he should wake the sleeping mother, and galloped off into the darkness. After a gloomy night ride, he sent back his one companion, the faithful charioteer, with his horse and jewels to his father. Having cut off his long warrior hair, and exchanged his princely raiment for the rags of a poor passer-by, he went on alone, a homeless beggar. This giving up of princely pomp, and of loved wife and newborn son, is the great renunciation which forms a favorite theme of the Buddhist scriptures. For a time Gautama studied under two Brahman hermits. They taught him that the peace of the soul was to be reached only by mortifying the body. He then buried himself deeper in the jungles, and during six years wasted himself by austerities in company with five disciples. But instead of earning peace of mind by fasting and self-torture, he sank into a religious despair, during which the Buddhist scriptures affirm that the enemy of mankind, Mara, wrestled with him in bodily shape. Torn with doubts as to whether all his penance availed anything, the haggard hermit fell senseless to the earth. When he recovered, the mental agony had passed. He felt that the path to salvation lay not in self-torture in mountain jungles or caves, but in preaching a higher life to his fellow men, he gave up penance. His five disciples, shocked by this, forsook him, 
and he was left alone in the forest the buddhist scriptures depict him as sitting serene under a fig tree while demons whirled round him with flaming weapons from this temptation in the wilderness he came forth with his doubts forever laid at rest seeing his way clear and henceforth to be known as buddha literally the enlightened buddha began his public teaching in the deer forest near the great city of benares unlike the brahmans he preached not to one or two disciples of the sacred caste but to the people his first converts were common men and among the earliest were women after three months he had gathered around him sixty disciples whom he sent forth to the neighboring countries with these words go ye now and preach the most excellent law two-thirds of each year he spent as a wandering preacher the remaining four months or the rainy season he abode at some fixed place teaching the people who flocked around his little dwelling in the bamboo grove his five old disciples who had forsaken him in the time of his sore temptation in the wilderness now came back to the master princes merchants artisans brahmans and hermits husbandmen and serfs noble ladies and repentant women who had sinned were added to those who believed buddha preached throughout bihar out and the adjacent districts in the northwestern provinces he had ridden forth from his father's house as a brilliant young prince now he returned to it as a wandering preacher in dingy yellow robes with shaven head and the begging bowl in his hand the old king heard him with reverence the son whom buddha had left as a newborn babe was converted to the faith and his beloved wife from the threshold of whose chamber he had ridden away into the darkness became one of the first of buddhist nuns buddha's great renunciation took place in his thirtieth year after long self-preparation his public teaching began when he was about thirty-six and during forty-four years he preached to the people in foretelling his death he said to his followers be earnest be thoughtful be holy keep steadfast watch over your own hearts he who holds fast to the law and discipline and faints not he shall cross the ocean of life and make an end of sorrow the world is fast bound in fetters he added i now give it deliverance as a physician who brings heavenly medicine keep your mind on my teaching all other things change this changes not no more shall i speak to you i desire to depart i desire the eternal rest nirvana he spent the night in preaching and in comforting a weeping disciple his last words according to one account were work out your salvation with diligence he died calmly at the age of eighty under the shadow of a fig tree according to the commonly received tradition in five hundred forty three b c or according to later criticism in 478 bc buddha taught that the state of a man in his life 
in all previous and in all future lives is the result of his own acts karma what a man saws that he must reap as no evil remains without punishment and no good deed without reward it follows that neither priest nor god can prevent each act from bringing about its own consequences misery or happiness in this life is the unavoidable result of our conduct in a past life and our actions here will determine our happiness or misery in the life to come when any creature dies he is born again in some higher or lower state of existence according to his merit or demerit his merit or demerit consists of the sum total of his actions in all previous lives a system like this in which our whole well-being past present and to come depends upon ourselves leaves little room for a personal god the pious buddhist strives to reach a state of holy meditation in this world and looks forward to an eternal calm in a world to come buddha taught that this end could only be reached by leading a good life instead of the brahman sacrifices he laid down three great duties namely control over self kindness to other men and reverence for the life of all living creatures and of section seven this recording is in the public domain read by monica m c